Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 14, Family Gatherings. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. Hey, I'm Tony DiLorenzo. And we're going to be talking to you tonight about family gatherings. Today is Easter Sunday, and so a very happy Easter to all of you. Um, we're doing something a little different tonight for our regular podcast. I'm going to let Tony explain it to you before we go any further. All right, everybody. Hope you've had a fantastic Easter. And uh, this Easter Sunday, Elisa and I and the family, the kids, we went up to my brother's, uh, who lives in Glendale, about two and a half hours away from San Diego. And as many of you know or or don't know, we like to podcast on Sundays. It's uh, a great way for us to sort of like look back at the week, see what's happened, and look forward to the next week. So this Sunday, since we are driving home, we've decided we'd bring you with us and along with us on our drive home. Since it is a two and a half hour drive, we figured what a better way than to talk about family gatherings with you while we're driving. So here we go. Here's Elisa. So as we always do, we you know get caught up on what's happened um, in the week prior as we start our podcast and this week um we kind of had some ups and downs we 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 were at a point where a lot of things are um coming to sort of coming to a head in terms of getting our book done and putting together some of our materials that are going to be coming out here in the next month and we've started going to some of our advisors um for input on designs and things like that we are, you know, sort of formulating in terms of the final product. And we got a lot of mixed reviews. We did. This week. And so that was really... Tough. That was, was tough. It was tough. You know, we were kind of doing the roller coaster ride in terms of, well, we, th- you know, we were like, oh, we're really up here. We're, you know, it's coming together. This is looking good. And then, you know, we shot it off to a few, uh, a few trusted advisors. And the next thing you know... It, they're not liking the direction that we're going right. at all. <laughs> and so and so, one thing I, I would love to ask all of you out there, if you believe in what we're doing with One Extraordinary Marriage, man, could you just pray for us? I mean, this was a tough week for myself. On Thursday, I was, I was really in the dumps. I, I was having a lot of um, mixed mixed feelings, and uh, it was a it was an internal struggle and. It was it was just tough. So I would just ask if you could just lift us up in prayer at times, especially as this book comes together. I feel that there are times when we're being attacked by the devil. And, you know, the devil doesn't want us to have extraordinary marriages. And we're pushing to have them. We're here to talk about intimacy and romance and passion. And we are, we are passionate about it. So I think there are times when we're really moving forward that the devil wants his hand in there and just wants us to stop and quit. And 
stop blogging and stop podcasting and not even do our marriage minute Monday. So I would just ask if you could pray for us, please, please do. We would so greatly appreciate that. And that's you know that's been part of it. It's it's been a learning experience for us to say, what are we willing to? You know, what envelopes are we willing to push? Right. Um, you know, our topic, what we talk about, what we coach on, you know, what people find on our website at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. These are all things that are pushing the envelope for a lot of people in terms of talking about sex and marriage and intimacy. And so it really... You know, as we took a step back and said, okay, you know, what's going on here? It it brought a few things to mind for me. And one was the fact that, you know, these are people that we have gone to are people that love us, believe in our message, and want to make sure that our message gets to as many people as possible. Right. And so they are giving us their best advice. It's not a personal attack, even though it, you know, oh, it initially feels like, it, it feels, feels like, like it. it. You know, you're like, what do you mean? We thought we were on the right track. <laughs> we thought we told you about this three months ago. Right. And so, you know, I was looking at that. It was looking at the fact that, you know what, how do we how do we handle criticism? How do we handle hearing, I, I'm not so sure that's going to work, or I don't know if that's going to work for you guys. So maybe you need to rethink your message. And so that was kind of... I think any of us that have... have not negative feedback per se, but feedback that is critical, it it hits you in the gut. It, it hits me in the gut. I'll tell you that truthfully, folks, is that, you know, when I work on something, or at least when I work on something as hard as we we do, and then all of a sudden you get you get this critical feedback, it hits, it almost feels like a sucker punch. And so it takes me for, it takes me for a little ride. And, and for those of you that did provide the feedback this week, know that we do appreciate it. Oh yeah. We wouldn't have oh, asked yeah. you if we didn't trust you. Um, it was, it was just a very eye opening um, experience for us. And so while we didn't like it, we do appreciate it. And we know that we asked you in the vein of knowing that you would be truthful with us you would That's not right. you would not sugarcoat your feelings you would not um, try and protect us and so it, it is a very very much a blessing for us to have people like you in right. our lives mm-hmm. and involved in one extraordinary marriage and for those of you that are on uh, our Facebook fan page at one extraordinary marriage one site, once we get those cover designs close to finalization, we're going to put those up there for you guys to, to help sift through and decide which one's the best for the cover. So we're hoping to get that up there in the next couple of weeks. So that was sort of the up and down Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday night was date night. Which was a blessing. And then, yeah. You know, that was the night where I was able to just let go of the week, <laughs> well, <and laughs> to tell you the truth. Fortunately for me, it was Tony's night to plan date night. Yep, I was. I took the lead this week, this month, and it was awesome. Why don't you tell him about it? Well, it was, you know, Tony did a very good job. Tony has, um, in the past, had problems, not because of himself, but because other people knew what he was planning for surprises for me. And so he must not have told anybody this time because nobody let the cat out of the bag. Um, no, I did. I, there was only it was a couple of my a couple of my cycling buddies. Yeah, and they they don't share this kind of stuff with me. And so. Um, 
we, I dropped the kids off because he had a long day at work. And so, you know, I was like, you take a shower. I'm going to go take the kids. Came home. We spent some time together because it was my nights for, um, for taking the lead in the bedroom. And so we did have sex before we headed out that night. Which was sort of crimping into what I was planning, but I'm glad it worked out the way it did. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that we had an agenda. Um, well, it wasn't we, really an agenda, but it was just timing yeah. that I was trying to go for. The, the timing revolved around the fact that Tony decided that he was going to take me to go watch the sunset um, in Encinitas. And so, you know, I knew that he'd had a stressful week at work. And I was like, well, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to make some of the stress go away. And I'm going to, you know, make love with my husband. And so I was like, well, that should work. And, you know, we just enjoyed each other's company. And then we're getting in the car. And I still have no idea where we're going. I can tell we're heading to the coast. Um, but I didn't know if he had reservations somewhere. He just told me to dress warm, which led me to believe we were going to be outside, um, which is kind of funny because Tony knows how I dislike being cold. But he was he was willing to risk it. And I was really glad he did because we ended up in Encinitas right as the sun was setting. And we stood on this bluff overlooking the ocean and just a picturesque there were clouds in the sky the colors the pinks the oranges the blues and purples waves are crashing in you've got all the surfers yeah um the wind's blowing it's just one of those nights and you know we in just, about five minutes you were done because you're cold i was cold <laughs> You know, but fortunately, you didn't give me a hard time on the fact that I did bring my heavy coat. No. I, I mean, I told you that. I, I knew that from the get-go that what I was doing. And, and as the weather was sort of changing during the week, I was like, oh, boy, I better make sure she's dressed warm. Because if not, you're going to be miserable and it's going to just destroy the whole evening. So, no, I, I knew it from the get-go. So, we, you know, we watched the sunset. We actually recorded a Marriage Minute Monday mm-hmm. out the, uh, there at Encinitas. And then... And my initial plan was to get out there in time, go grab uh, some Hawaiian takeout, and just sit and enjoy the sunset from the beach or, or, or above on the bluff. But when you decided to make love beforehand, that, that changed. Which, you know what, I, I, we talked about it, that it actually worked out for the better because we would have... We would have really just rushed through our meal because you were cold. I would have been uncomfortable. Right. So, you know what? In the end, it really worked out the way it was supposed to. And so after we watched the sunset and we did the one marriage minute Monday, we actually headed into Encinitas and just parked the car. Um, We've never explored Encinitas together. It's one of those little cities that Tony rides through. Beach City, and you know, so he a lot of neat little restaurants. And we walked up and down, and we found this brand new restaurant that was opening. I think this coming Monday is their official grand opening. Little place called Asian Diner, and we just sat down and. I think it was called the East Village. Oh, East Village Asian Diner was the the like the little subtitle or sub. Yeah. Or something like that. I think it was East Village. Diner. Something. Yeah. I don't know. We don't remember. what I do remember is just because they're a brand new restaurant, things were taking a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. And so it just really gave us time to sit and talk, which was nice. I mean, we just, we weren't in a hurry, and they obviously weren't in a hurry. Yeah, but as 
as we started getting hungrier, we, we were talking a little less and trying to figure out where our meal was. But all in all, it was a really great night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It and was totally. The, the food was, wasn't as good as the, the previous time when we went out to uh, the Bull and Bear in La Jolla. Yeah. The food, it was really hot. But it was... Spicy hot. Spicy hot. Yeah. But it was, it was a great, great evening. Great evening. And Tony had packed brownies for our romantic dinner by the beach and so we had those for dessert on the way home and yeah. um, just a really nice time together and yep. so yeah, that brings us here to Easter Sunday Yeah. and those of you that have heard us talk about family before know that Tony comes from a very large Italian family which has now over the years sort of spread out um, but when we get together there is no shortage of laughter and food and food and laughter and a little more food because no Italian mother or wife wants anybody at the table to go hungry. Ever. Ever. (laughs) Ever. So today was very much one of those fun um, get-togethers. There were 13 of us in Glendale at Paul and Melissa's house and just a lot of fun. Um, I am very blessed to have married into the DiLorenzo's and you know, it's it's always been one of those situations where there's never been a lot of drama, no. really, at our family get-togethers. Um, and so, you know, it's not anything that we ever look, you know, look at the calendar and go, oh, you know, I'm never groaning that we're doing a family get-together. And, you know, it was just nice. Everybody brought food, and we actually ate uh, in the courtyard that of, their condo. At the, of their condo. You know, just a lot of fun. We did an Easter egg hunt. Yeah, let's talk about some of the highlights for me was the Easter egg hunt. Obviously, our kids were the only two kids there. All my all my cousins and are not around. So uh, it, it, was, it was really fun. The highlight for me was lounging around. It wasn't a super warm day, but just lounging around with my uncle and my dad and my brother uh, on some of those couches down there in the courtyard. Okay, and I have to talk about the Easter egg hunt. So, yeah. er, over the past, or in past years, your mom has put money in the Easter eggs. Yep, the and, kids know it. And the kids know it, your dad knows it, your brother knows it, you know it. You know what, I totally forgot about it, though. I was just looking for eggs. Okay, well, your dad your dad and your brother okay. were on a mission. Okay. Because <laughs> they Honestly, remembered. I forgot. The funny thing was, is that I had been given the two eggs that had money in it had hid them on me for our kids to find. But your dad and your brother are tearing up, trying to get more eggs than the kids. And then I see your dad at the end, and he's going through all the eggs. And all the eggs have candy in them, except for the two that I have. But, hey, the best placement for one of the eggs was on my uncle, who was laying down, and it was like... Under his belt buckle. Like, under his belt buckle. That's classic. have a picture it'll be it'll be posted in our gallery um, because it it is just a funny picture and you know so it was just fun watching the kids run around watching the big kids run around that was that was just one of those moments where everybody had a good time they're all looking for eggs helping the kids find eggs Um, then Paul Melissa have a wee 
Yeah. And we don't have a Wii. And we've been talking about it, but this was the first time that I think either one of us had really played. You know what? Before, yeah, the Wii was... Um, Oh. That was a blast. All right, you have another highlight before we get to the week. No, I was just going to say I had a really good conversation with my cousin about marriage, who she has been separated and is finally going to file divorce. Mm-hmm. And we, we had this really cool conversation about, one, extraordinary marriage and what we're doing and how we're coaching folks through their marriages and to have more intimacy and romance and passion. And, and we sort of had some, some clashing going on because of a lot of um, what we're seeing and what I've gone through and what you've dealt with through is pornography. And, and we, we had this really good in-depth conversation about how pornography can affect marriages and she didn't feel that way and and I brought up a lot of different issues that she, you know it made her it made her really think about it um, but it's always fun to, to talk with her and to get her to get her feedback because she is very open and liberal and and it's cool I just I dug that conversation with her today oh, good I didn't know about that yeah it was just you know they showed up and we were all just eating lunch and I happened to be sitting there with Aunt Patty and she and I just got into it a little bit okay. but you know it, it was good I mean I think it, it's it's good for her to just talk about what's happening uh-huh. and for me it was just necessary to explain to her that the negative of pornography outweigh the positives that she was trying to present okay, okay. that's interesting um yeah, one of the things, you know, we neither one of us have seen a lot of divorce in our family. Right. This is the first. Right. This Out of all my cousins, I, and I have, uh, we're nine, and this is the first divorce. And so this is, you know, not that it's been, you know, a huge deal or anything like that. but it No, is, it hasn't been nasty or anything. No, it's been, no. It's been incredibly amicable. You know, they've both behaved like incredibly mature adults that they are, and yet she does bring a different perspective. Yes. Because of her her personal life experiences, and so it's really good to hear that you guys had that conversation. Um, So, back to the... Yeah, we can go back to the... Okay, we can go back to the... I just wanted to bring that up. Okay. Um, So, we played Wii for the first time. (laughs) It's awesome. I want one. So... Like, I've always known Tony's competitive, but he was like a crazy man. No. On the Wii. No. He was sweating. But what were you playing? I was uh, playing base- baseball, baseball with Alex. And then you did the boxing. And then I did the boxing. And you were sweating. I mean, you I were was. like jumping around the room and sweating. And I was just getting, I was getting into it because Alex was, he was egging me on and I wasn't going to let him beat me. But he did beat me in boxing. So I've never seen this, like this intense competitive side of you. I'm sure you're like that on the bike, but because I never, well, like yeah, I would never, never out think there. of, yeah. yeah you're not riding with me. Yeah. Couldn't pay me to. Um. So it was very, it was really kind of one of these eye-opening experiences. And then later on, as we're talking about the Wii and the fact that we are saving up to get one, um, you know, I question whether or not this is going to be a good thing for us because you're so fiercely competitive. And, and I have to say that was one of the funniest lines of the night when you're saying to me, oh, but honey, that's different because that's the kids. I won't be competitive like that with you. It's just because of the kids. <laughs> and the entire table starts laughing because we all know that you do have this competitive streak and we question whether or not you can keep that under control when you're playing with your wife. Mm, 
think Yahtzee, honey. Yeah, but you get competitive, too. I do, but we weren't talking about me. Right. <laughs> um... I, I, yeah, I I would think it would be very difficult for me to not be competitive. With uh-huh. but That's the, why it was kind of funny that you even threw that yeah, out there as a possibility. But at the same time, if we used it in a way to have a lot of fun and joke and laugh together, I think having some competitiveness between us isn't going to hurt us. No, and I do think Tony's probably going to have a sore arm shoulder tomorrow from playing Dude. tennis. Yes. <laughs> My left arm is was hurting when I was playing. And for all you baseball fans out there, so Tony's, you know, like he's playing baseball with Alex and he's totally getting into his baseball stance. It was hysterical. I, totally American. But, but here's another thing. As we all were playing, we put on golf and... Alex, Paul, and I were playing, and then Alex was like, eh, I don't want to play, you know, and my dad jumped on, and that was cool, man, to just, my dad, who's turning 62 this week, you know, all of a sudden, he jumps on, and he's having a blast, and my brother and I, and we're just playing, we're high-fiving each other, so in that respect, it was just really cool, and I think that would be what, what we would do, I mean, we would play, and high-five each other and have fun. And then there'd be other times where we'd be competitive. And I'd have to kick your butt. How what, bowling? Boxing. Boxing was hard. I didn't like that. I didn't think it was so hard. I, Who I, were you playing? Uh, I was playing Alex. And you, be, and you beat him? I, I did. Oh, wow. All right. Well, he beat me. <laughs> so, <laughs> therein lies the fact. No, I think it's because of Taekwondo. I think that's where I, you know, the, the boxing wasn't so bad for me. Yeah. Okay. But then we sat down to dinner again, and at that point in time, your aunt and uncle had laughed. And yeah, and like Elisa said, there's never a shortage of food. So, even though we're having lunch at about 12, 30, 1 o'clock, we also have to have dinner at about 6 o'clock again. And there's always enough food made for the early meal. That to take leftovers at the that dinner time. In fact, it's a, it's it's just a given that you're going to eat two meals mm-hmm. wherever you go. It's always lunch and dinner, even though you know we start at one o'clock. Right. So we're sitting there at dinner, and uh, Tony's mom has this incredible relationship with her sons that she is completely comfortable just you know shooting things off the cuff and and so we're I don't even know how we got on the oh I know what it was you said that for our next date night you wanted to play Twister right and so your mom starts throwing these things out there that you know just make you like fall on the floor laughing because she starts talking about oh did you who mentioned Naked Twister I did you mentioned Naked Twister I I told yeah the reason I wanted to buy Twister is so that you and I could play Naked Twister together on our next date night. And so, of course, I questioned where Tony got that idea, and he found it on some blog. So whoever you are, blog writer out there that gave my husband that idea, thank you. Um, but my mother-in-law was so funny. She's like, no, 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 you can't start off naked. You have to play Strip Twister. Which we didn't get. We, we didn't quite get, but that was... So she, like, <laughs> had this all figured out in her head, and we're like, okay. And, and then she's like... <laughs> And then she starts talking about body parts. Yes, I, I don't know how we moved from strip twister to that very quickly. But she, you know, she's talking about how body parts are going to go on different colors and, and things like that. Well, specifically two breasts on like yellow and green. Right. I, I, and you know, 
there's one of those things. So my sister in law and I are sitting next to each other. The two yeah. guys are sitting next to each other. And How does then, it make you feel when mom starts talking like that? Well, you know, I think it's kind of funny because we just celebrated your mom's birthday. Yep. And so she just turned 58. Happy birthday, mom. Yep. And happy birthday a couple days early, dad. And one, I think it's great that your mom has that relationship with you guys to be able to to share, you know, just to mm-hmm. kind of throw off whatever's on her mind. But secondly, I think it's really great that she has a relationship with us girls, the wives, that she doesn't feel like she can't say that in front of us. And then finally, it just makes me laugh. She wasn't always that way. She wasn't always that way. And your dad's definitely lightened up because your dad used to, like, want to get up from the table yeah. if the conversation ever got on the topic of sex. And yet, so he's standing there, you know, he's just saying, you know, he says something to the effect of, ah, can you believe your mother? And Melissa and I are just like, did she just say that? Did she really just, like, did that pop out of her mouth? And you and Paula are over there laughing. Oh, yeah. And so it really just becomes this really funny family moment where we're all so comfortable. The kids are off doing their own thing. They're still playing either on Mario Kart at this point in time. And we're just having a good time with it. And that's really been one of those things that I think we've all benefited from. We being Paul, Melissa, and the two of us is the fact that... You know, your parents have set such a strong foundation in terms of the intimacy in their own marriage. I mean, Tony still tells me that he remembers hearing the door click growing up, you know. He always knew because you could hear the door click, and then a little while later, Dad would be going to get his glass of milk or something. Isn't that what what it was? I don't remember. Oh. Yeah, I just knew the door. When the door clicked, as I grew up and got older, and we've done it many at nights, you know, we make we make it a point if we're making love late at night and the kids are in bed, we make it a point for sure to make sure that door is locked. And that's when I caught on to what was happening in my childhood. So for those of you that don't lock your door, I would strongly recommend it. I have had those girlfriends who have been unexpectedly interrupted. Um, it's not a pleasant experience. Um, for you or your children. So just as an aside note, lock your door if you have children in the house. Um, But, you know, Tony's parents have, both of our parents, both sets, um, got married within two months of each other in 1972. So they're coming up on 38 years. Um, Tony's parents, it'll be 38 years this week. My parents, it'll be 38 years the first week in June. And... You know, these family gatherings grow out of those marriages. And, you know, 38 years later, (laughs) they're sitting down with their kids and their grandkids laughing over strip naked twister and just showing us what a marriage looks like. A A marriage that's endured and weathered a lot of life. Yep. And we, we've had to we've had to push him a little bit, especially Dad, when it comes to talking about sex and intimacy. And he's grown over the years. We've talked, and that's it's it's cool. I mean, as a son, it's also cool to just be able to hang out that way with with our with our folks. Yeah, it's you know it's a situation that allows us to be comfortable around one another. Um, 
to be able to you know hang and share different stories and not have it be uncomfortable um you know and so we're really we're really fortunate that when we get together as a family these are the kinds of funny moments that we have you know we sit around we play the games we eat the food and we really connect on more than just a hey how are you doing level Uh, it's really yeah it it is and I'm just as as we're sitting here driving and and I'm thinking, I, I just wonder what your guys' family gatherings are like. What's the dynamic in, in your family? And, you know, is it is it awesome like what Elisa and I have experienced with ours? And don't get me wrong, we have our moments. I mean, even just having Easter at my brother's, there's, there were some moments where we didn't know what was happening. So there's a little tension that gets, that gets um, involved with our lives. What's your family gathering like and, and the dynamics? Uh, I would love to know and hear. And what can you do in your own marriage, in your own families, if, it, if you have some in-laws or even your own parents that are, that are causing some stress in your life? What can you do to, to open up and talk to them and, and to ease the family tension? Because I know we've had it in the past, and I think it's episode five, Power of Prayer. I forget which episode, but I know it's power of prayer when I talk about, you know, just praying uh, with my for my dad and for me to to have each other be able to have this relationship where we can say I love you to each other. So I, I'd like to to hear back from you folks. What's what's your family dynamics like? Like? Yeah, because no two families are going to have the same the same dynamic. There are too many um, personalities and you know, the reality is is that every family is dysfunctional in their own way. We've all got our quirks and and our you know family members that you know do all the weird stuff, the funny stuff, the oh yeah you know that's coming type of stuff. Um, you know I on you know on my family you know just as an aside my dad is Puerto Rican so large Puerto Rican family gatherings lots of food you know I've grown up surrounded by food lots of food lots of music you're related to everybody there's a hundred people in the room and you don't know how you're related you just know you're related to everybody you know it's kind of that six degrees of separation and so that's been growing up on my dad's side on my mom's side they're much more reserved and quiet and so those those family get-togethers have always been more subdued and so you know you start to play with all of these different personalities and you know what's going on in terms of you know people getting along and you know sometimes you have a lot of kids at a family gathering which you know then you've just got wild screaming kids running around and you know right now we've had those in the past and just uh, in the last year or so everybody's pretty much moved away so that has uh, decreased considerably right now it's just our two that get all the goodies and give out all the hugs and all the attention and um, they definitely enjoy getting together and seeing everybody they uh, yeah. they they enjoy the fruits of being spoiled oh. very much so um, but they are very good at handing the love back out 
to everyone. So it's, you know, like Tanya said, we'd love to hear this week. You know, you can call us on our listener feedback line at 858-754-9937. You can leave a comment on the blog. You can leave a comment on the Facebook page. Um, we'd love to know what what's it like at your house or at your parents' house or your grandma's house, wherever it is that you get together. You know, whether it's Easter or Thanksgiving or Christmas. Or birthday. Or birthdays. You know, what do you guys do? What's the, what's the fun thing that you do together? What's the, the crazy, you know, there's every family's got their traditions um, in terms of food or music. Share it with us. You know, you might have a spark that, you know, starts a family tradition in someone else's house. You know, for us at Thanksgiving, Alex's kindergarten teacher had this really awesome apple pie recipe. She is now a permanent part of our Thanksgiving tradition because I make her apple pie every year at Thanksgiving. Um, But, you know, family, our families teach us how to be a family. And sometimes they do a really good job of it. And sometimes we have to look at other families to get a better model. Um, and the same thing is true for intimacy. You know, we learn from those that are around us. And what we learn, we pass on to the next generation. So as you are going into this week, uh, listening to this podcast, think about those family gatherings and the legacies that they're leaving and, and how you want that to impact your children and your children's children, because um, someday your grandchildren, you know, it's like I think about it now because Abby's talking about all the kids that she's going to have when she's older. And, you know, I think about what's that going to be like? What are our family gatherings going to be like in 30 years? Yeah. You know, what are we going to be celebrating? How are we going to be relating to our in-laws? And I, you know, I pray that we have the same kind of relationship that your parents have with us. Yeah. You know, so we're going to wrap it up. We're actually almost home. Yeah, about a half an hour. It's It's been nice doing this because typically on this drive, it's usually really quiet in here. And about... About the time that we've been talking is like one of the hardest times for me because I'm about to just fall asleep. It's been a long day, and you're sitting there sleeping. The kids are sleeping, and I've already driven two and a half hours up and doing the two and a half hours back down. So this has been this has been nice because it's just been able to keep me uh, focused, and you know it's just sort of it's just fun. I just I love this time together. Well, and it's been nice um, since we knew we were podcasting tonight. It was sort of like we took all of you with us yeah. this week um, to our Easter family gathering, knowing that we were going to be sharing whatever happened today with you. And so we want to thank you for being a part of our day and uh, you know, allowing us to be a part of yours. Whatever day you listen to the podcast, um, we appreciate the time that you make to listen to us. So we thank you. We look forward to sharing with you next week. And again, you can find us on oneextraordinarymarriage.com on our Facebook page. Um, You can follow us on Twitter or give us a call with any of your family gathering uh, not suggestions, but uh, comments. And that number is 858-754-9937. We hope you have a wonderful week. Love you guys.